Hello, my fellow office warriors, and welcome to Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart, where HR and management meet snark, sass, and a treasure trove of unforgettable tales. We'll dive deep into the wild world of human resources and management like never before. We unwrap the juiciest HR and management stories, tackling the real, the ridiculous, and the utterly outrageous. From hiring horror stories to office romance debacles, we spill the tea on everything HR and management related, all while sharing practical tips and tricks for navigating the corporate maze. Dear HR Diary is the unfiltered truth you wish they taught in management school. We prove that behind every HR policy is a story waiting to be told and solutions to be created. Stay tuned for a roller coaster ride through the thrilling, sometimes baffling, world of HR and management served with a generous dose of humor and heart. Hello, my fellow office warriors. Welcome to another episode of Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart, the podcast that gives you the insight you wish they taught in management school. I'm your host, Dawn, and today we're diving into a topic essential for any organization's growth, the journey of first-time managers. Now think about the first time you were ever promoted into management. Were you given training? Were you scared crapless? Because I know I was like, what do you want me to do? If you are stepping into this role, or if you have a new manager or someone aspiring to step into the manager role, today we're going to talk about what day one or the start of your new journey looks like. Your new wow, that sounds so serious. So serious. Maybe I should make this a series. Hmm. What managers need to know to be prepared to being an amazing manager. I like it. Not because I'm a numbers nerd, because if you ask my husband, he would say <laughs> no. But I wanted to share some na- nationwide survey research by Harris Research and Ouija, a provider of soft skills training. And no, I am not sponsored. The company surveyed 2,066 employees. Such a random number, 2,066. What happened to like 2,100? Anyway, 2,066 employees that examined the first time manager's performance. And they discovered, which really wasn't shocking to me, that inexperienced and unprepared new managers can have real business and human cost. So if you are a numbers person, obviously human costs and business costs are associated with it. And basically I went, duh. Some companies promote someone because they're really good widget makers, and now they have to manage those same widget makers with little to no training or tools to be successful and in a sink or swim mentality from the same leaders that promoted them. So basically, you have ever managers that see good employees and they're like, hey, Janet, why don't you come be a good empl- a good manager with us? And, and Janet's basically like, okay, that sounds great. Mostly because why? It comes with more money. And we tend to forget to say, oh, yeah, now have a lot more responsibility. So in this survey, workers who had a negative experience with a poor manager, these are the numbers. So let's say Janet got promoted and now she's supervising people and we went back and we surveyed her employees. 41% said they were stressed or anxious about reporting to work. Okay, now they have a new manager and this new manager probably doesn't know crap. Um, 34% wanted to leave the organization. Yes, that one that promoted Janet. 31% wanted to change managers by changing jobs or teams within their company. This actually, I have a story about that. I had an employee that was promoted. They thought she was amazing. And all she did was alienate her team. And I could not get people off of her team fast enough. And it was, 
quite tragic. She was a wonderful employee, but when she became a manager, she became like very much went on a power trip. And unfortunately, she ran off everybody on her team. And then, of course, that spills over into the organization where 31% lost confidence in their company overall. So not only are they like, what the heck were you thinking by promoting this you know, psycho person? It's now I don't even trust my company to make the right decisions. So yikes to those statistics. I started this off having you think about a time you were promoted to manager or maybe got a new manager who didn't have a clue as to what they were doing. Did that cause you to wonder or lose any type of credibility within your own organization? I can obviously say yes here. Let me tell you a personal story. So I just got promoted. I was actually in college. I was quickly moving up to a lead role within a large retail store. I worked in retail for about 10 years. In fact, I worked my way up. I started as a little part-time fitting room clerk and then made my way up to the assistant manager department lead level, if you will. This is how I found out I was promoted to a manager. My manager announced my promotion by swinging by and dropping off my new name tag. I'm getting another dollar and 25 cents. Okay, let's think about this. This is in the 80s, y'all. Dollar 25 to me was huge when I was in college. That meant, I don't know, more beer, more ramen noodles, whatever you want to say. The next day, my manager came up to me and she said, hey, here's the deal. You need to write up an employee in your department for attendance shocked. I was like, what do you mean write somebody up? You mean the employee that last week I was at a party with? And when she asked me to do this, I was shocked because no one had ever told me I needed to write people up or I actually needed to have conversations with my employees. And here I was with my new bright and shiny name badge that said department lead on it. And I was automatically expected to know how to do this. The problem is I had actually gone to a party with that employee a couple of weeks before. She was my friend. When I told my manager that, my manager basically shrugged and said, you have to. So I sat down this coworker that was on my team, I guess now one of my employees that was on my team. And I said, here's the deal. I don't want to do this. I don't want to write you up, but I'm actually forced to. Talk about a credibility issue. Definitely lost credibility. Not only did I lose credibility with the employees, But I'm pretty sure the managers lost credibility because the employees were thinking, why did they promote this crazy girl or this inexperienced person into this type of role? So that was my aha moment. Basically, it was like I knew right from the start that A, I was in over my head when it came to this management thing, and B, I wasn't even sure I wanted to do this. But I learned pretty quickly that... I didn't know what I was doing, and if I wanted to be successful, I needed to figure out how to get there. So it was hardly a surprise to me that new managers face unhappy employees who want to leave the company, who are not even happy that they're being promoted, especially just last week, like my story, you were at a party. So unprepared managers are unskilled at decision-making, obviously in my situation. I'm cultivating good communications coaching people to success, and of course, a range of other universal leadership skills that we just assume that the person that was good at their job could do automatically. Let's talk about day one and some things to do now that you've stepped into this new manager role. So it's day one. You have your new 
your new name badge on, your business cards have been ordered, and your office has been organized, and you're ready to rock this new role. So you've managed to get every office supply needed because you're thinking, I need 14 shades of post-it notes and 19 felt pens to do my new management role. But guess what? Being a manager is more than office supplies. And you sit down and go, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Because last week I was at happy hour with my coworkers and now I am their boss. Some of the best advice I got was always speak from knowledge. What the heck did that mean? What do you mean? So to keep from putting my foot in my mouth, a common trait for me, um, I needed to refrain from speaking on things that I had no knowledge of the topic. So even though I thought my two cents was important, I needed to learn that I was not the expert in this area. But keep in mind, I got promoted or you got promoted to manager because of your skills and competencies, talent, and your knowledge got you here. So I never had to manage people, but I was definitely confident in my ability to make my department look nice, to speak kindly to my teammates. I always got recognized for outstanding customer service, demonstrated a willingness to learn. And once I did, I became a subject matter expert and the one that people go to. And it still happens today. So deep breath. If you just got promoted or you just took on a new role, you have that knowledge thing in place already. So be confident that you accept that you still have a lot to learn. So here are some of my suggestions to kick off that learning process. Research. While you may not be new to the company, you are new to this particular job. And my thought is you just grab anything you can and research the company. Reread that exciting employee handbook. Seriously, I know it's not a ton, ton of fun, but I can guarantee you, your employees will use it. And if they're trying to use it in their favor, they will definitely know what is in the employee handbook. Not that I'm speaking from personal experience. I am speaking from personal experience. I have had my fair share of employee handbooks that I have written where employees cite my words back to me. While that is flattering, it can definitely be extremely unnerving. So read it. Read anything you can find that has to do with your job. <laughs> find your job description. Great place to start. Read it and understand what it means. Find your employee's job descriptions. Also a good thing so that you understand what your team is doing or what the expectations of their position are. Read the company's annual report. Understanding the financial side and what part you are responsible for is huge. If you have to manage a budget, you need to know that you're responsible for the numbers. If you are responsible for hiring people, find out what the hiring policy or the hiring procedure is and read the company's internet. Marketing does a mighty fine job putting all that flashy stuff together. Might as well review it and understand what it is that your company does. Yeah, so not sarcasm here, but we actually had a manager that didn't understand what his company did. He was shocked to find out that they were actually a subsidiary of a much larger company. I know it sounds like you're interviewing for a job that you already have, but guess what? The more you know about the job, the better you will be. And again, it's part of that knowledge piece. I once had a, a mentor of mine say, manage by walking around. So I know you have that bright and new shiny office and you're probably ready to start hanging pictures and organizing all your new office supplies, but definitely want to refrain from spending too much time in there. Uh, get out, walk around, stop at your employees' desks, 
If you don't know them, make sure you introduce yourself to them. They want to know who you are. It's really building on that connection and it's allowing your employees the opportunity to see that you are excited to be part of the team. And it's important to let the employees introduce themselves to you as well. Once you've done that, I encourage you to get on the schedule and start scheduling one-on-one. So I know that you've introduced yourself to your team, but how are you really going to get to know your team? Find out what they're working on. Bring their job descriptions. Maybe they haven't seen their job description either, and they're just at a loss as to what it is that they do. Great time to review the job description with the employees, and it's also a fabulous time to set expectations. Some questions that I ask on that is, how do you like to be managed? Get out a notepad. Start writing this down. How do you like to be managed? I'm sure several people, easy for me to say, several people will tell you, don't micromanage me. We'll ask them what that means, right? Some people like your high performers specifically prefer to do their job, show you their results, get recognition, be left alone. So find out who those are and find out how they like to be managed. When I hired one of my employees a while back, I actually brought them in and did a one-on-one. And I said, how do you like to be managed? How do you like to receive recognition? How do you like to receive feedback? How can I be a better manager to you? What do you like to do that really lights your fire at this job? And it's just really spending time to get to know each other because soon you're going to start working on goals with these employees. And I wrote an article on recognition and the importance of recognizing your employees. And it was really perplexing to me when majority of people really like um, private recognition to the point that they like those handwritten note cards or they like a, a nice email or they like to just have you come by and make some very specific, you did a good job on this particular project. Um, they really like that form of praise from the research that I'd done. Understand how your employees really want to receive that. Now, listen, I'm a praise monger. And if you compliment me and tell me I'm a good job, do a good job, I'm going to continue to perform at a higher level for you. And that is definitely something that you want to know as you're starting to manage your team. When you're doing a one-on-one, there are four things that you really should cover in a one-on-one. And I recently developed a really simple one-on-one check-in sheet that I use when I meet with employees or I've given to managers that they can utilize. These four things include recognition. So what well went, the, what went well this week? What did you do that you're most proud of? Or if I saw the employee doing something that I wanted to recognize, I would bring it up at that time. Second being a work-life balance check-in. This is asking how you're doing. So you're asking the employee how they are doing with the emphasis on you. What's stressing you out? What's your biggest challenge? And then of course, allow the employees to talk about what's going on personally. You are creating a safe environment where they feel like they can actually have a conversation with you. And it's whether you can assist the employee or not, the employee wants to know that you care. And with mental health among employees being an all-time low, Now's the time to really connect with our employees and let them know that you care about them. Third, provide coaching. So whether it is on a new way to perform a task or to even offer some feedback on an observance, coach your employee. Any of you ever play a sport and get coached? Your performance often improved after you received that feedback. Listen, I was a band nerd and I ran track and I had a coach. Shout out to Coach Hawkins. His coaching and commitments made me, made my performance better. 
And he helped me get to nationals in my race. And his coaching and commitment actually made my performance better. And I did the work. He coached me to do better. And that's what made the difference when it comes to coaching. And then the fourth thing you want to include on your one-on-one is what type of professional development would you like to work on next? Does your employee want to shadow someone? Do they want to learn a new skill? Are they interested in gaining new experience in different areas? And then, of course, once you ask what it is that they want to do, encourage them and set a timeline for completion. You don't want that to go out into Never Never Land and be like, my employee said they wanted to get Excel training, and here it is six months down the road, and we never got them Excel training. So set a timeline for that and make sure that they are held accountable for that. Oh, and, of course, my favorite, don't forget to document it. Of course, That's a whole nother story. And quite honestly, it could be a whole nother podcast on documentation. (laughs) I think it's probably every HR person's favorite thing to say is if you didn't document it, guess what? It didn't happen. And I am not the exception to that saying. So do yourself a big favor and make sure that you're documenting it. Okay. Also, you want to make sure as a new manager that you're getting to know other managers and senior leaders. Don't be afraid to ask for help or advice because leaders in other departments can be a treasure trove of ideas, thoughts, and support. Actually, one of the best mentors that I have had in my career came from a completely different department, and this lady was fabulous and really helped me stay on track. She wasn't even human resources, but she was a strong woman leader, and I really had a lot of respect and admiration for her, and so... I asked her if she would mind being my mentor, and she was great. Still is today. Lastly, I want to make sure that you understand you don't want to be in a rush to shake things up. That's the last thing you want to do because you definitely can alienate people if you're shaking things up or if you're changing too quickly. I know you're eager to put your stamp on the department and make your voice heard. You definitely want to resist the urge. Why? Because a majority of people hate change. And once you got announced into the new manager role, they, by default, knew that there was probably going to be some change happening, and they're probably a bit resistant to it. Take notes of everything you've learned during your first few days, weeks, and maybe months on the job before you introduce some change. You know that you probably see it, and there's got to be a great way that you can implement it, but just take your time when it comes to making changes. You want to take time to learn everything you can about your new role before you start reshaping it and quite honestly, start shaping the department. Your career as a manager begins with your very first day. It's like the first day of school. Your eyes are bright and shiny and you're super excited to start this new role and you're very eager. But again, it is not a sprint. It is a marathon. And the following days and weeks will help create an effective leadership presence. Today's podcast is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to learning new skills that you can benefit from throughout your career. And now that I think about it, maybe I should turn this into a series. So be sure to subscribe and sign up for notifications on the new manager leadership tips from Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart. And there you have it, our insights into what first-time managers need to succeed within the first few days, weeks, or months in their new role. Remember. Being a manager is not just about overseeing tasks. It's about leading, inspiring, and nurturing your team. New managers, give yourself some grace. These things take time and they take practice. And I'm excited to share this journey with all of y'all. 
As always, if you have questions or want to book some time with me, head on over to Manage with Heart. That's H-A-R-T dot com and sign up for a free consultation. I would love to talk to you about your journey as a manager or even as a new manager. Stay fabulous, my fellow office warriors. If you like what you heard, be sure to click subscribe and provide some feedback so we can keep these fabulous stories coming and this exciting and informative information headed your way. I look forward to this continuing journey and it is Dawn Hart off. Bye for now. Well, my fellow office warriors, that's a wrap for today's episode of Dear HR Diary by Manage with Heart. It's the unfiltered truth you wish they'd taught in management school. We hope you enjoyed this roller coaster ride through the intriguing realms of HR and management, complete with snark, sass, and a whole lot of heart. HR and management isn't just about policies and procedures, it's about people, passions, and the occasional workplace shenanigans. Got some interesting HR stories to share or a burning management question? Reach out. We love hearing from you. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback helps keeps the snark alive and the stories flowing. For more information or to book a consultation with me, go to managewithheart.com. Dear HR Diary by Manage With Heart is signing off until next time. Stay fabulous and sassy, my fellow workplace warriors.